Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Come on in. Come on in. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Come on in. Come on in. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on in. Come on in. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. It's a beautiful day. Let's worship him. Let's adore him. exalt him together in this hour no matter what you're going through exalt the Lord above the circumstances and situations father we exalt you above our situations above our anxieties above our pain above trauma above the darkness out there in the world oh these Oh 
Thank you, Jesus. Soaking to his presence right now. Ah, Jesus. of that name the name of Jesus every knee bows hallelujah Jesus. 
thank you lord for all that you've done for us thank you for laying down your life thank you for paying the 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 the, the sacrifice thank you for paying the price for our sin and shame and destruction thank you jesus thank you because you are high and lifted up your name has been exalted above every other name you sit on the right hand of the father thank you jesus making intercession for us and you said that the mention of your name every knee shall bow thank you jesus we lift up your name afresh we lift up your name afresh and we thank you lord that everything that is not of you bows in our life everything that is not of you in our lives is is, is destroyed right now we thank you. We look to you, Jesus, and to no one else. Thank you, Abba Father. Sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you for your sweet presence. Have your way, even as we share the word of God. Um, let there be illumination. Let there be understanding. Let there be clarity. Thank you, Father. Let there be prophecies. Let, let the word of wisdom, let the gifts of the Spirit be in operation, Lord. Let no one go back the same. Let there be healings, oh God. Let there be intimacy, oh God. Draw us closer to you in this hour. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. How are we this beautiful day? Um... If you can hear me very well, just wave or type something. I want to be sure that um, um, we are doing good today. Type something in the comments. Let me know you can hear me. Let me know um, all is going good. Love Assembly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Okay. Bless you. So today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be looking at um, an interesting story. And what God has laid on my heart for today is just the, um, the power of obedience. Um, the power of obedience. The, the, the blessing of obedience. And just things around obedience. Because... Um, Oftentimes we struggle with obeying God, we struggle with instructions, um, we struggle in times of uncertainty. Um, there's a lot of pressure between doing what God wants us to do and what is popular. And um, there are certain instructions God might have given um, some of us out there um, or that we have received at a certain time and we think... Um, nothing is happening we think we can get away without obeying specifically um so there's a script to follow there's a script to follow um to details and the lord wants us to obey totally he wants us to look and revisit the things he has said to us that we are struggling with or that we might have abandoned what are the blessings what are the um um what are the advantages of obeying him or disadvantages of not obeying him? What do, what is at stake? Let's go on this um, journey of obedience. Hebrews eleven seven. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Father, we thank you for your word. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, I'll read, and this is the NLT translation. It says, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat, an ark, and it's simply a large boat, to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things he that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Hmm. He said he obeyed God who warned him about things, take note of that, that had never happened before. And by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world. That is by his obedience to God, by his trusting in God, the rest of the world, he proved them to be in the wrong and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Noah built a large boat. Let's go um, into that story. And that's seen in Genesis chapter 7. Genesis chapter 6, I mean, all the way down to chapter 9, 10, but we can read all those chapters, you know, you can read it in your own time after now, but I'm just going to read this little portion, Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, and this is the New King James Version, and God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark. You shall finish it a cubit from above and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower second and third decks. And behold, I am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, your son's wives with you. Look, later on, you can go back and read the rest of the story. God gave him specific instructions. That's just, the, for me, the beauty of, of, of all of this. You see, when God tells you to do something, initially it may not be clear. But it is your responsibility, it is my responsibility to press in, to ask for more details, to ask for clarity. Um, if we didn't get the whole picture, even from the beginning. And even though sometimes it might be hazy, we are expected to walk with the amount of revelation 
um, that we have been given. So even if you are not giving all these details, so say there were about seven you know, points or detailed things he was to do. If God gave you two, walk with that two. Start working with the two. Start doing number one, start doing number two. And he will bring the rest. Don't say, oh, because he has not showed me all the picture. He showed Noah the whole thing. He showed him the whole map, the plan, where he was to put what wood, where he was to put what nail and all of that. Sometimes it's not like that. For Abraham, he said, get your wife, get Sarah and go to a country that I will show you. <laughs> you know, just, just be going. And when you get there, I will tell you, stop, this is the place. So his was not very clear. His was hazy. His own didn't have specifics. So you see, there's no excuse for us not to obey God. Abraham's own did not have specifics. Abraham said, ah, but I heard about Father Noah, my forefather. You gave him the specific details of how to build an app. Me, you said, just pack your load. Carry all your belongings and be going. I can't even get, pack all my belongings because... Hey, how much can I carry? Maybe he had a donkey. How much can a donkey carry? But the fact was that he obeyed. His own instruction was go. His own instruction was leave where you are and just start moving, you know, in this direction or whatever. When I say stop, when I get, when you get there, I would say this is the place. Settle here. I mean, how intimidating could that be? How daunting could that be? How crazy would he look to everyone where are you going i don't know god just said i should be going hello you don't want to be in that position right but again you can't be in that position and it calls for intimacy with god it calls for doggedness it calls for courage it calls for um the ability to um not please people it calls for um looking bad <laughs> in the sight of people, but looking good to God, right? Um, it calls for dealing with the pain of looking wrong, of looking crazy, of losing friends, of losing family, even some family. Abraham was a lost family, but lots followed him. And today is not about Abraham. I'm looking at Noah. So I don't even want to dwell on, 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 on um, Abraham. I just put in Abraham because it occurred to me that his own situation was seemed even worse. Do you want the Noah kind or the Abraham type or the Jesus type of instruction where you really just have to die, like die completely? Are we not told to die to ourselves? No, but Jesus had to. His own involved not just dying to his own desires, but dying physically, right? So, um, so many stories and examples of obedience that we can look to and see. But I doubt if Noah had anyone, any template of that kind of obedience ahead of him. Um, at least Abraham had Noah. He had the story of Noah. So he could say, okay, someone once looked crazy before, so I'm going to do this. But I don't know if Noah had anybody or any template or any mentor or anyone that had a similar experience that he could say, okay, so and so, you know, obeyed and it worked. And even if there was, um, <laughs> was the instruction similar? No way. It says, look at it. It says in Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, Noah built a large boat, a large ark to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God 
who had warned him of things that had never happened before. So there, there had never been a flood before. So if someone says, uh, you, or you hear an instruction, because it's a flood is coming, move from where you are, just relocate and move because that area is going to be hit by a tornado or whatever. You know, or today there is, yeah, we have the, you know, the meteorologists, you turn on the TV, you see, they tell you, hey, the storm is coming headed in your direction. It's left you to obey them or not, right? Um, so there's all of that science now and everything. But think about the fact that there was nothing called flood. It had never rained. It rain, it's when it rains that it becomes, you know, the whole place becomes flooded. It rains so much that it becomes a flood. It had never rained on the earth before. Talk less of flood. So he's supposed to like, where is he supposed to even look up the meaning of flood? People, this is like the worst case scenario. Because whatever God has told you to do, whatever instructions, whatever warning he has given you um, about things to come or anything, and you ignored, um, what's our excuse? Noah did not ignore. He still obeyed. And we're going to see a few things here. He still obeyed. This should challenge us. This should challenge our faith. This should tell us that, Lord, help my unbelief. <laughs> help. You know, there were times Jesus' disciples, when they were around him, he would see Jesus, they would see Jesus say some things or do some things, and they would say, Lord, help our unbelief. We want to believe, but this is high. The bar is high. But did they read about Noah? Didn't they read about Abraham? They must have, even before Jesus came, these people existed. These people had done theirs. They had walked the face of the earth and they walked in obedience. By faith, Noah built an ark. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. By faith. Check yourself. Are you living by faith? Are we living by faith? We must live by faith because we would... We go contrary to what the world says. We go in the opposite direction. And we must come to a place where we are comfortable with being uncomfortable. We must come to a place where we are comfortable with being crazy, looking crazy, looking odd. I don't know about you. I don't want to go with the flow anymore. I don't even want to go with the flow. I want to go with heaven's flow. I want to go with God's flow for my life. What is it that he's told me to do? What is it that he's told you to do? What has he shown you? What did he show you, show you in times past that you ignored? Maybe some of you have seen a glimpse into this season of uncertainty and you were supposed to have done certain things about it. Now it is upon you. It is upon us. And it's like, OMG. And now, yes, people can be saying now, oh, I saw that. Oh, I saw that coming. And then I saw that they prophesying and say, oh, I saw that. It's okay. It's already happening. So whether you saw it or not, why didn't you say it then? It's not about who is right, who saw it or who didn't see it. It's about what did you do with what God told you for your life. And if you gave you a word for the community, how did you act on that word or how did you put it out there? But you know, he says here, and Noah built a large boat, Hebrews eleven seven, an ark to save his family from the flood, to save his family. The instructions God gives us, that he gives you, will first be for even your own deliverance, for your own posture, you and your family, and then for your community. It starts from home. It starts from you. It starts from your own heart. 
um, um, of obedience because the recipient of the instruction and who obeys it is the one that will be the first partaker of the fruit. And we're not even going to going to go into Lot because Lot was wise. I mean, Lot just, uh, well, that was Abraham. Lot said, I'm following you. I'm going with you. And Abraham did not turn him back. But look at Noah. We're looking at Noah. Genesis 6, 13 to 18. That's our text. We're going back there. And Hebrews eleven seven. Those are our texts. God said to Noah, what has God said to you? And God said to Nike, God said to Adinike, put your name there. What did God tell you? What has he told you that you're struggling with? What has he told you that you've not done? Or what has he told you? You've done step one and two. And you're like, God, okay, tell me more. What is the next step? What do I do after this? And he said that the world, I'm going to, the flesh, you know, the earth is filled with violence and I am going to destroy. But I don't want to destroy you, okay? I want you to make yourself. He didn't even say make for me. <laughs> he said make yourself. And when God even says do this for me or do this for, ultimately it's for your good. But again, we want to please people. Again, we're steeped in idolatry. And I was saying, well, not here. I think I was sharing somewhere yesterday. And I was saying that idolatry is not until you bring one image and you're bowing down to it. or you're... Idolatry is to put the words of man above the words of God. Very, very subtle ways. And most of us, many of us are guilty of it. And we have opportunity to repent of it every day. So you don't say, ah, I'm not an idol worshiper. It's okay, you're not an idol. Idolatry is... Someone says something, God tells you something, and someone else tells you something that is contrary, and you go with what that person says. You cannot put someone else's words above the words of God. I cannot put someone else above whatever God tells me to do. The most intimate relationship that I will have or that you will have is a marriage relationship. I have to put God's word above my husband's words. Yes, he comes then God first, then him. Praise God. And amen, the prayer is that whatever he's asking me to do, that my husband might ask me to do, it must, should line up with what God is saying I should do. So it shouldn't be contrary. But if there's a situation where it's, you know, in a particular situation, it's contrary, I'm going to go with what God, because no human being can save me. No spouse can save you in the day of trouble. When we, are, when we get into trouble for disobeying his words, he is still the one that can save us. So why do we play or why do we trivialize his words of instruction or you know, his words to us? Why do we downplay? Why do we trivialize? We trivialize because when we received it, nobody was there. So nobody's going to know actually that you're disobeying God. But heaven knows. Heaven knows. And you see, that is the thing about it because nobody was there when you received it. If somebody else was there, then that person will tell you and say, I was there when God told you, go do it now. It's a private thing. So may the Lord, when we receive strength in our inner man, to be strengthened in our inner man, to do, to obey him, to do what is right, and um, to handle loneliness, if we have to be lonely for a season, because we are obeying God. And, um, and it will only be for a season. Look at Noah. He said in Genesis 6, 13, we move down to verse 14, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Look, 
the details do not bore me because I trained to be an architect. So this is, is one of the stories that fascinates me a lot because he gave him the dimensions of the plan of the building. He gave him the plan. He gave them the dimensions. So Noah must have been writing it down, drawing it. He said, it's going to be a three-story lower. That was a lower, like a basement, right? And then there must have been the first floor because you make it with lower, second, and third deck. So you have the lower, which is like the basement. Then you have the first floor, the second, and the third. Hello. This was an amazing boat, an amazing ark. Guess what? We like to go on... Um, Vacations on the seas, right? On the on the uh, 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 on the boats, <laughs> you know, on the high seas, and it's amazing. Ships are like, you know, hotels moving on the seas and all of that. Um, if you haven't tried it before, try it. It's amazing. Um, but there was no water. There was no water. There was no sea. There was no flood. There was no rain. So what are we saying? There was no rain, no. So what? This is crazy. But because of God, what God had seen ahead and said he was going to do, he needed Noah to prepare. Because by the time the floods would come, it will be too late to say, okay, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it. Let me go and start building an ark. It will be too late. He built this ark for years. Sometimes your obedience is not, oh, okay, I obey, I do what it says now, tomorrow, bam. It's No, sometimes it's something you have to stay with for years. And you will not see the, the manifestation yet. And you are still building, and you're still building. And you're asking God what, and God says to you, it's a journey, continue. And so he gave him dimensions to this amazing edifice. And he took note where he was to put the nail, where he was even to put the window above, you know, the ark shall be 300 cubits and his width 50 cubits, is height 30 cubits and you will make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from above. That means that window could not be on the lower part. That window could not be in the basement region. It couldn't even be in the first floor because God knew the level that the waters were, was going to rise. He knew the level the flood was going to get to. So what is the point? Him disobeying and saying, oh, I built this ark, but I think I prefer for the window to be here because it will look more beautiful there. Who is talking about beauty? Who is talk We're talking about obedience? It doesn't matter how it looks. You obey to the letter. Because I know as an architect, I can get carried away that. The window will be actually better here. But we're not talking about aesthetics now. We're talking about deliverance. We're talking about specifications. The window had to be on the highest level. We are the water where the flood will not get into. Because if the waters rose to where the window was positioned, it will, the ship will sink because the flood, the waters will come into the ship, into the ark, and will fill it, and the ark will sink. So they needed enough window to be able to breathe for ventilation, yet the flood was not going to get to that place. So a little disobedience, just a little disobedience, would have put them in trouble. And then he would have said, ah, didn't I build the ark? I built the ark. You said I should build the ark, and we were still consumed by the flood. Go check again. Did you build to specification? And even when we say, Lord, I don't have the specifics, it is for us to go and press in and say, Lord, here, give me more. Tell me exactly exactly how to go about it so we're looking at prayer 
even though it wasn't said here that Noah prayed, but he must have pressed in into intimacy and moved in faith. Hallelujah. This man was amazing because he didn't have examples before him. He didn't have many examples ahead of him of people that moved in faith. Today we have many. We have Noah's case. We have Abraham's case to look at. We have our Lord Jesus Christ to look at. So what has God told you? It cannot even be as threatening maybe as the situation of Noah. I don't think anyone's instruction will be that threatening. So we have those that have gone in ahead of us. Thank you. Pressing for specification. Yeah. Be helping me. Yeah. Type this out. Beast magic. Help me type out this point because I'm saying stuff that are not even in my notes now. So you better, yeah, help me type them out. Let people see. So he says, Noah built an ark to save his family. So what does obedience do? There's nothing like having the Lord as our shepherd. Having the Lord as your shepherd in times of uncertainty. You know, the popular Psalms, Psalm 23, many of us knew it even before we gave our lives to Christ. <laughs> Maybe Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I will not lack. The Lord is my shepherd, I will not want. Okay? It's not just about saying the Lord is my shepherd. Are you obeying? Are you following? Are you following? Or are you one of those sheep that you're in, all of a sudden you just wander off. And you say, the Lord is my shepherd, he's over there, but you are over there. And you're still saying, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my... But you're not following. <laughs> you're not following. He still has to go get his rod and say, come here, come, you know. So, obedience prepares us for disruptions. It's the best preparation for disruptions. In uncertainty, in uncertainty and even at all times, now the world is, you know, filled with uncertainty. We've just come through a global pandemic, global. We're saying global because this was going on not only in your nation, not only your community, but every country in the world was affected. So this was something, and I'm not going to talk about the pandemic. That is not the focus here. The focus here is obedience. So I'm not in this time relating the act to the pandemic, which really actually fits, you know. But I just want to throw that in, that actually... There was nowhere to run to, but to be in a place of obedience. Because at that time, especially early last year, mid last year into, you can't say, no, I'm moving from this. Where do you want to go to? There were no flights. And even there was where you are going, the pandemic is happening there, <laughs> you know? And if it was low there, it wasn't so whatever, before you know it, their own numbers go up again. So there was nowhere to run to and hide, but in the place where God said you should be. And in the place of obedience. So obedience is the best preparation for disruptions. That a disruption was coming. Moa didn't quite understand what flood was. But God said build an ark. Because it will save you and your family from the flood. And the animals that you will take in. Take some animals. Take, of course he was wise enough to take plants and crops. And things he will eat. While inside this you know, ark that will sustain him. You know. Maybe even took some soil as well so that he could grow some vegetables while inside the ark because he didn't know how long he will be there. Obedience guarantees us the safety. It guarantees peace. Because while the floods now began and it began to rain, people must have still been laughing at him. 
Because they thought, okay, just just a trickles of, you know. And then before they knew it, the flood, the ark was lifting up. And they were drowned. Yet Noah and his family in the, in the ark must have felt what? Peace. A sense of peace. Right? That they are not going to be drowned in the calamity because, that is going on because of obedience yes they would be sad for those that have been drowned and all of that because those ones had the opportunity to come in with them i say hey you know what i believe you i believe you know what you you know you're not crazy i'm gonna join you but they did not no one joined him no one followed him so obedience guarantees peace do we want peace of mind in uncertain times like this? Where we wake up to all kinds of news. We wake up is one thing or the other. And I want to see when you wake up before you read any news, before you go on social media online. And this is just an advice. Read the good news first. Read the word of God. And say, God, what do you have for me today? God knows what has happened. God knows the news that is in that. So let him tell you. Um what he wants to tell you strengthen yourself fortify yourself with the good news of the word of god before you turn the news and say whoops because really these days what really is out there good you know in the news and the tv and the social media what really is good in that space things there disrupt our peace but we have to fortify ourselves with the news, with the word of God, and with the word of obedience. Do a check-in every day. Like how far? Tick something off your list. Be sure that, I'm sure no one must have been like, okay, yesterday I got up to the lintel, I got up to the first floor of this ark, you know. Or before I even started building, he cut down the wood. He must have, this was a lot of work, he and his sons. Cut down the wood from the trees. The wood was not just lying there. Do you think God just put the plants there and said, this is the refined wood, this is the polished wood, this is the treated wood. It had to be treated. He had to treat it because if not, the wood, the water from the flood will, will soak the wood and it will cave in and soften. And guys, I know what goes into buildings. I know what goes. This is the field I trained in. <laughs> but he said, leave that and come and build lives. Sometimes you're building, you're not even seeing anything yet because you're still treating. So cutting down the, the, the timber, the wood from the trees. They're like, why is it cutting down trees? Okay. And, you know, um, um, making a fire and putting pitch. He said, if we go back to that um, Genesis 13 to 18, putting pitch, putting the, the, the liquid, the thing that would preserve the wood. So all of that, maybe that even took a whole year to pre prepare the materials. And then it's like, what did you do to you? Let me look at my to-do list. Okay, yesterday I cut down some more logs of wood. Done. Take. This was a lot of work. This was a journey. So obedience is a journey. We sometimes can't rush things. We have to go at the pace of God. And he also knows that we have so much strength for each day. But we have to keep checking in to be to see that we are in line, we're in lane, and we're still in the right journey um, that he has put us in. Obedience requires intimacy with God. 
Because intimacy is that key to hearing God and to building trust. The more you know the voice of a person that you are close to, the more you know your spouse's voice, the more you know your sibling's voice, um, the more you can be sure, the more you can trust, the more when you hear that voice from afar, you know. If someone comes and try to, tries to play a prank on you, to deceive you and try to pretend, you know, and call you on the phone, and, hello, this is, this is your wife, this is your, this is your brother, like, mm -mm, you're like, okay, no, no. I know that voice, you know. So, because you have spent time with that person in your life. You spent time. The more you spend time. Maybe the first time you might be tripped over and believe. And then you realize that, okay, it wasn't them. But as you spend more time intimately with the significant person in your life, the more you know their voice from afar. And no one will be able to, you know, deceive you. And so that it, that's how it is with the voice of God. You know, there are times in which I've been sure... And there are times in which I have not been sure of God's voice again. Like, is this God? What's the details of this thing? What is the detail? Lord, just show me again. Just remind me how I progress from here. So I'm not coming with like, you know, being perfect and, uh, you know, yes. Nikkei hears from God. Yes, there are times I'm not sure again. And when I'm not sure, I still have to go back to him. That is the work of intimacy. I have to put in the work, spend time. I've got to listen. I've got to, you know, um, rest. Because sometimes it's in a place of rest that you hear. It's in a place of rest that it dawns on you like, yes, this is the next step. Sometimes it's not by forcing something. It's not by forcing God to speak. <laughs> you know, it's by tuning in and aligning to his frequency. Thank you, Jesus. Obedience requires courage. You may have to go against popular opinion. It's not all instructions you are giving that will always be against popular opinion. Some will rhyme. I mean, some will. You have one or two, three friends or people that will say, oh, yeah, that is, I've seen it. You know, I've seen it. I know that is, that must be God, you know, or, yeah. So there are times it's not every instruction that will always be contrary to what your family or what your friends believe or, you know. But I'm just looking at the worst case scenario <laughs> that even if nobody sees it with you, Okay, you might have 10 people in your community, um, in your family or in your close community or in your church, in your fellowship, in your, you know, wherever, in your school, in your um, group or in your um, group of friends. And it might just be one that will say, oh, that's right. I'm, that's what I see as well for you. I believe, you know, and the rest nine may be wrong. And five may see. So it's not about every instruction. Nobody will see it with you. And then that's the proof that it's God. Sometimes one or two people will see. But we're saying that in the case, like Noah's case, we are nobody. Only the animals. But could the animals talk? The animals had no choice. <laughs> you know, they didn't. There was not like there were some wise animals and some were not wise. No, you just grab male and female. One of each, you know, and pull them in. So, you know. His wife, wife and sons agreed anyway. So thank God for that. So obedience requires courage, my friend. My friends, you may have to go against popular opinion. Or you might even be mocked. 
Jesus was mocked. Noah was mocked. But at the end of the day, who was right? At the end of the day, who sat on the right hand of God the Father <laughs> majestically and said, it is finished. I've run the race. I've done. Who today is seated in the heavenly places with Jesus? We that obey him. We that who are his followers. It was for a season he was mocked. It was for a season he felt the pain. It was for a season that he felt alone and totally, you know, estranged. But today, his obedience in coming to the earth, paying that price, dying a shameful death, that obedience has not been exhausted. Souls are being won to him daily. Hallelujah. And he's praised every day. We worshipped him. We exalted his name in the beginning with our worship song. We exalt the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So there's nothing also like half obedience. Ah, Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. There's nothing like half obedience. There's a story, I don't even want to go into that story about Saul in the Old Testament and said, kill all the, you know, Amalekites and every, even their animals. But he saved some goats. He said, these ones, I want to use them for special sacrifice. I want to kill them in a special way by sacrificing them to you. No, it was still disobedience. So we have been encouraged today and we have been strengthened that we should do it his way. There's nothing like half obedience. Half obedience is still disobedience, my friend. It's still disobedience. <laughs> and obedience, listen to this one, it is the proof of our trust in God. When we struggle with it, um, it means that our trust in God is still weak. And we need to say, Lord, help me. Like Jesus' disciples will say, Lord, help our own belief. Just help us. <laughs> We're struggling. You know, and it's better to be honest. I say, Lord, I'm struggling to obey this. Give me strength. Show me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than religious activities. Activities. Religious activities. Yeah? Oh, see me, I'm doing this. See me, is it what God told you to do? If it is, that's great. That's great. You know, have the programs. If you just have programs back to back, have the programs back to back. So if people tell you, ah, that's just religious activity. No, you know what God told you to. If God said in this season, no programs, no back to back program, then it's okay to look like a fool. It's okay to look like, ah, man of God, woman of God, no program and not for now. Ah, And then it's looking like you don't have a word. You don't have, but you are accountable to the one who called you, to the one who is speaking to you, to the one who said, start that business. Ask him, how are you to run that business? Ask him, what are you to sell? Not because everybody is selling this, I'm going to jump in there. God has already seen the end. God, that, that for you, it might not work. For them, it might work because that's a popular thing they're selling. For you, you need to wait to hear what you are to sell, what you are to grow, what you are to, to do. You know? So I believe I have been strengthened. I don't know about you. I have been strengthened this morning, even just right now at this time, with taking my obedience to the next level radically and not really caring about who it fits, who it does not fit. I don't know what he's told you to do. I know mine. I don't know yours. 
So I can't tell you. And it's time to go back and see whether you've even left that pathway of what he told you to do for something else. I want to pray, especially for those who are suffering right now, even from the effects of disobedience. You might be here and right now you feel a tinge of reject, a tinge of regret because you suddenly remember certain things that you were told and you, you had abandoned it. And now you feel, oh my God, it's too late. I should have obeyed. I should have obeyed. Maybe the Lord told you, relocate, move from that city to another city. But you're like, I love this city so much. I love Atlanta so much. I love Florida so much. I love um, 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 Ilori so much. Whatever city, whatever country where you're watching from, I don't know. I love this city so much. It's so peaceful. It's so... Because it's move. And you did not. And now there's trouble where you are. Repent. Ask him for forgiveness. That's all. Don't panic. Don't be anxious and wallow in regret. Because when we wallow in regret, the enemy says, yes, now you've come into my corner. You've even come into my arena now. I'm going to deal with you. <laughs> you know? So what do we do? Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm ready to obey now. And he said to me, he says, he's the God of another chance. He's the God of another chance. I know I heard that one, that pray for those suffering from the effect of disobedience. Because when you disobey, you will suffer. But it's not all doom and gloom. Because he said, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. Which means that, yes, there's redemption in God. Which means that you have to now quieten yourself and say, okay, Lord. It may be late to go and obey it the way he said then. Because time has gone. You need to say, Lord, I need your GPS. Reroute me, Lord. Reroute me. Fast track me. Show me the way out of this mess. The way out of where I have put myself. I know I am wrong. Forgive me. Acknowledge your sin. And wait for, on him for the next instruction. Because he is a good God. He, you might be in a tight corner, but he can never be in a tight corner. God, tight corner? No. Nah. So you have to quieten yourself and listen and let him show you the way out. Okay? And be ready to go through it. Because the fact that you are alive, um, so if you're in disobedience and you're alive, there is hope. Because that disobedience didn't kill you. So you have another chance to say, okay, Lord, I will clean my spiritual ears out now. <laughs> Give me holy cotton buds. I'm ready to listen and I'm ready to obey. Hallelujah. That is the good news that he's a redemptive God. The enemy wants us to live in condemnation. Bitter heads down. Like, oh, I hope disobeyed. And then be dancing and say, yes, you disobeyed. Yeah, yeah. No. They're like, wait a minute. He's a forgiving God. And he does not ever run out of, you know, God said he has more things in the bag to give you. He's not a magician. I've said he has more tricks in his bag. No, it, you see, it's not finished where he's, he, 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 he's all God. He's all God, all knowing. Hallelujah. And I believe and I pray for those of us that are suffering from the effects of disobedience, no matter how little, whatever, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, that you will speak to them once again, that you will bring a fresh instruction, even now and in the hours, in the days 
in the days to come, Father, that they will hear you and they will um, obey and they will run and get back on track and get on the journey in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. I want to pray right now for the sick right now. If you feel sick in your body, whatever the doctors have told you, probably they can't figure it out or whatever, or you've not even gone to the doctors yet, but you want to pray before you even go check it out. Or you go check it out first, and they've said, hey, we can't help you, and this is, look, the physician of physicians is here. Doctor of doctors, he is God all by himself. Thank you, Father. I pray, Lord, for those who are hurting in their hearts and in their physical bodies, wherever it is, Lord, in Jesus' name, touch them. Let the power of your spirit flow even into their lives right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we activate we activate the healing power. You said even as Jesus began to teach, the power of God was present to heal. Lord, the words of Jesus have gone forth out of my mouth even in this place, Father. And Lord, I thank you. Therefore, your power has gone out to touch to touch oh god and to heal and to redeem and to recover be healed in your hearts those who are going suffering a broken heart right now be healed in the name of jesus receive beauty for ashes in the name of jesus that one that has pain in their calf that one that has pain in their calf on the lower part of their leg be healed in the name of jesus that one who's um hearing is um physical hearing is 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 seems to be um getting dull you can only hear from one ear now put your hand on that ear in the name of jesus i declare it pops open right now i declare the healing power of god as someone is praying for fire in their spiritual walk fire in their work with work with god it's a struggle to read the bible it's a struggle to read the bible i'm telling you right now friend it is not ordinary it's a gloomy it's a cloud it's a cloud of depression. It's a cloud of lethargy. Be gone right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to that darkness. Go from her. Go from him. Go from them right now. Go. Go. In the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, right now for, the, for a fresh taste and appetite for the things of God. Thank you, Father, for fresh understanding, for fresh clarity. You will read. You will understand. You will open. It will be um it, it there will be understanding and the word again will be um exciting to you thank you father you will rejoice as one that has found great spoil thank you father thank you father thank you Father. someone is confused right now says what now what am i now going to do about this business god is going to show you the way i pray for you right now i pray in jesus name for clarity <laughs> i pray for instruction concerning that business thank you lord jesus because you make a way where there seems to be no way thank you father for this one in jesus name because your instruction will come to them on what to do about their business thank you father thank you for joy thank you for peace that the world does not understand in the midst of chaos thank you for joy unspeakable for you are the giver of our joy not as the world gives but that you give unto us thank you father thank you lord for those watching those listening here right now today and those who will watch even the replay thank you father i pray for you i pray the Lord says, carry your own atmosphere the atmosphere he's given you carry it and walk confidently and unashamed unintimidated because i the lord are in covenant with you 
and you are listening and in alignment with me. Thank you, Father. So alignment, alignment, obedience. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Mm. It's such a joy to know that. Ah, man. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we have the expo, that we have the revelation and the exams of life. He's revealing ahead to us. It's such, you know, to the world, it looks like an unfair advantage. <laughs> if we will take advantage of the advantage that we have, we have the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Love you lots. I see everyone. So we're going to close now. We're going in closing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Hope Dashes. Thank you, Dr. Nancy. Thank you, Titi Layo. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. Hallelujah. So till next week, hopefully same time, except the Lord changes it because this time last week, um, we met at 6 p.m. EST, Atlanta time. <laughs> and today we, um, we met at noon, Atlanta time. So, um, if it doesn't change it, then we meet at noon um, this same time um, next Sunday. So God bless you. Bye for now. Keep shining, shining with the word of God. Love, love on people this week. Tell someone about Jesus. Tell someone about Love Assembly ATL. Just give them the handle at Love Assembly ATL. Tell them to go follow. And that, you know, the word of God, the love of God resides here. Great stuff, great stuff that will um, put them um, on, 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 on a joyful and, and on, on a great path following Christ. So God bless you all. Bye for now.